Happy New Year's Eve. Hope everyone has a safe and fun new year. As aforementioned on Winging It, I got clipped with the old Omicron, so I am still hanging tight here, quarantine. Still feeling like shit, my God. I am absolutely wiped. I just, you know, I, I'm i sleeping nonstop. Finally, it's turning into more of the head cold, but the aches, my God, I fucked up not getting the booster shot early. Uh, so I'll be hanging tight, watching some college football playoff action, and that's what I want to get to you here on Corbett's breaking down the game from a betting perspective, not telling you all, I'll give you my picks, but obviously that's doing nobody good except my bookie. Um, or for those who do fade. But I do want to give you some information I find interesting to help you make your own decision and just lay out uh, different scenarios for what's going on in both these games. Bama is 5-0 and undefeated when playing at Wingenden Headquarters South, Dallas, Texas, AT&T Stadium, right? Relatively new stadium, what, probably a decade, right? Jerry's World, maybe more at this point. Bama, 5-0, and that's overall. When they step foot and play a game, in Jerry's world, they have not lost. They've played two semifinal games there, 2-0, and right? They have five straight semifinal wins just in general, right? Nick Saban lives in the playoffs since the college football playoff started. Their last loss was in 2014. I think that was Cardale Jones's year, right? When Ohio State went on to win, Ohio State clipped them in the semifinal. Guess who the defensive coordinator was? Current Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle. Huh? Uh, I thought that was interesting. But you know who the Alabama quarterback was in 2014? Blake Sims. That doesn't happen anymore. This is a CEO business, college football run by a mercenary, Nick Saban. He gets quarterbacks now in addition to all the five stars at every single other position. He has got Bryce Young. Uh, look, Cincinnati's a good team. Um, you know, it, it's they've been they deserve to be here. They beat Notre Dame, who's certainly no slouch. Um, but you you look at the roster composition. I know they have a lot of seniors. They've got NFL talent, but in reality, Cincinnati has four. Excuse me, seven four stars on their entire roster, like rated by twenty four seven Sports through their recruiting and what they were are currently in uh, college, right? Sama has four, uh, Sama, Bama has 14 five stars. They have double the amount of four stars Cincinnati has, except uh, they've got an extra star attached to their names in their recruiting as well. So the talent is overlaid in for Bama. That's why the spread is at 13 and a half. But I think the spread should be around nine. Cincinnati can hang tough. They've beaten a good team in Notre Dame. They've got an NFL caliber quarterback, right? They've got a good running game. And Bama has lost to Texas A&M. Cincinnati, you could argue, is close to Texas A&M. I would argue Ritter's better than Zach Calzada, who was the quarterback for Texas A&M. Auburn was trash this year, right? And Bama nearly lost that game if it wasn't for the heroics of the Heisman. So Bama certainly could also not be here very easily, just like how Cincy actually does deserve to be here. I mean, they've done everything they had to get to this point, and they demolished Houston in the AAC championship game. Um, I think this is very similar to the game last year between Notre Dame and Alabama, similar spread wire to wire dominating game for Alabama, but it was boring. And then lo and behold, backdoor cover everyone's favorite thing in betting. I think that's going to be similar to here. Cincinnati plus 13 and a half. Um, this is a clear pros versus Joe's matchup with 
the pros on Cincinnati. Now, the pros aren't always right, but the sharp movements have been indicated by the Action Network app, which does a great job of tracking all this stuff. Um, the public is heavy on Bama. Everyone's saying, don't back, don't bet against Nick Saban. Yeah, that's smart. Bama's going to win this game. I've been telling you that all year long, but they like to play with their food a little bit, and uh, they are a dominant team. They just waxed Georgia. Could be a letdown spot here. Letdown spot to where this is closer than the experts may, might think. A lot of points here. Think Notre Dame last year. All it takes is a backdoor cover. I'll take the non-public side. I'll hang with the Sharps on this one and see if Cincinnati can keep this to more like a 10-point game, touchdown game. Bama, they don't usually get clipped by teams like Texas A&M and Auburn, right? We've had the kick six, but there was, it was an odd year for Bama, right? They've got the talent overwhelmingly. They've got the Heisman winner. But Bill O'Brien, as the offensive coordinator, he was the reason they lost to Texas A&M. Real interesting play calling in that Auburn game, too. And then you saw that he was kind of relieved of those duties. And lo and behold, you turn Bryce Young loose. You beat the number one team in the country handedly. You do it with offense. And Bill O'Brien's going to be hanging around the team here in this game. Let's hope not too much. Let's keep that play calling sheet out of his hand. And Bama should roll, uh, but closer than the experts think. My official pick, I'm going Cincinnati plus 13 and a half. Uh, the hook worries me for Georgia here, but everyone and their mother is on the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, there is a while there's a ton of sharp action that keeps this line put the public in terms of betting percentage and betting tickets on Michigan. There is more money, but sometimes when an overwhelming amount of money is on one side, that worries me a little bit. The key to a lot of money on one side looking good is when the betting percentage tickets are in the minority, right? Where there's more money as opposed to betting tickets and it's less than 50% betting tickets, but well over 50% money. That in indicates that, hey, smaller amount of bets, but the people laying the bets are putting money, generally have a little bit more to lose, a little bit more information, do this for a living um, in terms of pros versus Joe's movement there. Uh, but this is this is more bets and more money. So, again, everyone, bro, pros and Joes, seeming to be on the same side. However, it is indicating that there is some sharp movement on the other side for Georgia. Because if everyone is 60% of the tickets, 80% of the money is on Michigan, why is this line not moved, right? Still staying at 7.5. Very generous to get a hook on a touchdown game and a playoff game, I would think, too, for two good teams. But this is Georgia in a bounce back. I mean, clearly just look at this. Georgia has 19 five stars where Michigan has three five stars, right? They've got an overwhelming defense and you don't beat Georgia with a run game, right? You beat them with Bryce Young. You breed, you beat them with quarterback play. And I'm just not sure Cade McNamara has it. Look at some of the games. He, in the losing effort against Michigan State was probably his best game. Even when they waxed Iowa, Iowa's not a good game. He throws dink and dunk passes. It's all through the running game here there. And if you get Jordan Davis and that defense stuffing the run and you make Cade McNamara try and win this game, I think it plays right into Georgia's hands. And again, I'll take the non-public side here. I think I've been telling you all year long, I think it is going to be um, the rematch. It's going to be Bama, Georgia, the SEC. If you haven't seen it in the last decade, it's a, it, it's the super conference. That's why Oklahoma and Texas are going there. It's all just piling into the SEC network and the money there. And everyone's just super teams, great five stars, just playing each other. And it's going to be like the NFL minor leagues. The NFL minor leagues is not college football anymore. It's just the SEC. That's where the big money is. 
That's where the CBS game of the week is every week. Uh, and you see more times than not the best programs ending up. You know, why not? Let's just see Georgia and Alabama play each other in a five-game series. I mean, that's that's probably on the horizon in the next 10 years. Um, too many people on Michigan. I don't believe in Stetson Bennett the fourth, but I believe in this defense. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think Michigan's going to have trouble scoring, and I think Georgia is going to get it done by minus seven and a half. Those are my two official plays, but hopefully some of this information will help you make your own decision. Bama minus 13 and a half, Georgia minus seven and a half, excuse me. I'm on Cincy plus 13 and a half Bama to win. Uh, but the two spread plays, the two official plays going with Cincy plus the points and Georgia to get it done by a touchdown and the hook. Then we'll see, right? Bama, Georgia, the rematch. That's my prediction. I've got a futures ticket on Bama and but who knows i mean georgia again when it's like a lot like my theory for nfl divisional play which is it's very hard to beat a team twice especially in football and especially when you got two nfl rosters butting heads uh for what is likely to be the rematch in the eventual college football title game hopefully covid doesn't play a factor there looks like both teams have stayed relatively clean and let's see if we have a good weekend of football here beginning with the college football playoff tonight enjoy new year's enjoy responsibly, and I'll talk to you in the new year. This is Corbett's.